0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for March 18th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Reasons Why Not to Fear. This is reason number eight. This is a very important one. It's because reason number eight, your thoughts control your life. I have a lot to cover this morning. Uh, but you know what? You've been probably watching the news. You've been probably getting a lot of input from the world about coronavirus. So I should give you some input from the word about God's peace and controlling your life and living a disciplined life. So reason number eight, your thoughts control your life. Uh, This is really based from Proverbs 4 and 23. Proverbs 4 and 23 from the New King James Version reads, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it, Your heart springs the issues of life. Now, who's supposed to keep your heart? You are. So the Bible is telling you to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of your heart, flows or springs the issues of life. The easy to read version reads Above all, be careful what you think, because your thoughts control your life. So, good or bad, you need to be careful what you're thinking. Why? Because your thoughts control your life. Now we're going to look at some scriptures and we're going to break this down. And and so I want you really to open up your heart to what God is saying. What does this mean to you today? I have three things to share with you. As I share these three things with you, I want you to rid your your heart and mind from all distractions. Focus in three things. Number one, here we go. You feel the way you feel because of your thoughts. Look at me. Let me be clear about this. Right now, in the middle of what's going on in this world, in the middle of a global pandemic, you feel the way you feel like good or bad because of your thoughts. Uncontrolled thoughts can lead to uncontrolled feelings and the results can be devastating. So I'm going to explain. So let me say something about understanding or getting an understanding of your thoughts. You will never maximize what you do not understand. And so part of what we do as ministers of the gospel is to demystify the things of God. So let me talk about the connection between your thoughts and your feelings. So the job of your feelings is to amplify your thoughts. And I'm gonna use like a a church service as a good example of this. So let's say that you go to church. Uh, some Sunday morning, you go to church and you were not feeling good, you know, on your way to church. You were upset about something, you really didn't prepare, you know, you didn't prepare your heart and mind for the experience, for the worship, none of that. You just came in upset. You know, you you have something going on and you've allowed that to take control of your, of your mind, which in turn then leads to your thoughts. And so you come to church and you're upset and you're sad or you're down or, you know, whatever it is, then you get into the house of God and the praise and worship team starts to sing some songs of praise. So upbeat songs, songs of praise, and we start to talk about God's goodness and what he's done when I look back over my life and all of these kind of things. And, and, and this goes on for 10 to 15 minutes. And if you actually participate in the praise and worship and you start to think about the goodness of God and all he has done for you for those 10 to 15 minutes, guess what? You're going to feel good. You're going to feel better. Those, the, the way you felt when you, when you came into church, you don't feel that way no more. You might even find yourself you know, tapping your toe or you know, clapping your hands or that kind of thing. And then, then watch this, then the music slows down and we transition from praise into worship. And now we start to kind of give God uh, the fruit of our worship from our heart. And we start to sing about God himself and who he is and, and how, you know, how big God is. And at that point, and now this is another 10 or 15 minutes. And so now at this point, if you've been paying attention, so now maybe you're not an overly emotional person. But even then you you could you might have your, you know you might be standing up you might have your your hand raised uh, you might even feel a certain way and you might have a couple of tears coming down your cheek and that kind of thing and so what happened you came in the church feeling one way But because we gave you a a set of of 30 to 40 minutes worth of praise and worship, we, we gave you an opportunity to think about something else. And as you thought about something else, you felt a different way because the job of your feelings is to amplify your thoughts right? So now let me, let me give you a different example. Let's say that you went to work and you had a great day and like, you know, you had an amazing day, you got a lot of stuff done and you come home and you're feeling good. Why? Because you had a good day and you're thinking good thoughts, right? And then you get home only to receive terrible news. And when you receive the, the, the terrible news, let's say the news is so bad that it feels like somebody punched you in the gut and you're like, oh my God, you sit down and you start to think about this news and think about the letter or the email or the phone call or the text message you just got. And you, and you begin to think about this. And let's say you spend 30 to 45 minutes thinking about that, thinking about bad news. Now, if you spend 30 to 45 minutes thinking about bad news, how do you think you're going to feel? <laughs> you're going to feel bad. And, and now, but what if Satan can get you to nurse and rehearse those bad thoughts, not for three hours, What if he can get you to do it for three days, right? Or what if he can get you to do it for three weeks? This is how believers delve into depression because their mind is fixed on bad news. If your mind is fixed on bad news, you are going to feel terrible. And then let's say that these same people go to a doctor and and they go to a psychiatrist or psychologist and they get drugs to numb their feelings. Well, that doesn't do anything because their feelings are not broken. Their feelings are working. The job of your feelings is to amplify your thoughts. So they don't have a feelings problem. They have a thinking problem. The pills are not dealing with the root issue. The root issue is not your feelings, it's your thoughts. Your your feelings are working. Your your feelings are are magnifying or manifesting your thoughts. So they are personifying whatever you're thinking. So at that point, you don't have a a feeling problem, you have a thinking problem. So drugs to deal with your feelings are not going to help you. So let me just say this, over the next few months, you are going to hear a bunch of stuff about COVID-19, coronavirus disease. You're going to hear a lot about it and you've been probably glued to the news. This is not, look at me, this is not a time where you can allow your thoughts to wander or to roam unchecked. You have to be disciplined in your in your mind. If you give the devil your attention for five seconds, he's going to have your mind for five minutes. If you allow this to happen over and over and over again, you are going to lose your mental health in this season. And that is, this is not the will of God. A person with uncontrolled feelings is actually a person with uncontrolled thoughts. And since this person is not in control of his or her thoughts, this person is not in control of his or her life. If you want to control your life, you have to control your thoughts. You have to take control of your mind. Say amen to that. All right. Let me go to another level. Number two, whatever you think about consistently is building a wall. Of either protection or destruction around your heart and your mind. Let me explain. The Apostle Paul said this in Second Corinthians chapter ten, verses three through five, King James Version. The Bible says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and bringing into captivity every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And watch this, bringing um." every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So Paul wrote this in reverse. He talks about strongholds. He talks about images or imaginations. He talks about thoughts. And actually he he wrote it this way, but it goes this way. It goes thoughts to images to strongholds. Let me explain. So everything that I'm talking about here in this passage starts off with a thought. Our minds are constantly flooded with thoughts. Thoughts from either one, yourself, two, Satan, or three, God, right? So you're getting thoughts from yourself, thoughts from Satan, thoughts from God. You must learn, this is why you got to be led of the Holy Spirit. You must learn to discern which thoughts came from who, so that you can know which ones to receive and which ones to reject. This is critical because thoughts lead to actions, right? So every action, good or bad, started with a thought. So one way... um, One quick way of knowing whether or not a thought came from God or not is is just to check to see whether or not it lines up with the Word of God. Or or whether or not it's the Holy Spirit, does it line up with the Word of God? The Spirit of God would never lead you contrary to the Word of God. So everything starts off with a thought. Now, I'll continue. Thoughts then create images or imaginations. So you and I, we don't think in words. Words are containers for images, so let's say, for example, if I were to say to you right now, hey, do me a favor. Hey, I'm serious. Do not picture an elephant or do not think about an elephant with his long trunk and big ears. Don't do it. You saw the elephant. Or if I were to say, do not think about a giraffe, right? With his long neck, you know, you, you already saw the giraffe because thoughts create images. So we are getting thoughts from God. We're getting thoughts from Satan. And these are creating images of either success or failure. And God wants, in this season especially, God wants you to receive the thoughts that are coming from him and to reject the thoughts that are coming from the enemy. God is trying to picture right now while the world is dealing with COVID-19, God is giving you images. God is giving you thoughts of seeing yourself as a success. You and your family getting through this season unscathed, he's, he's projecting images of Uh, on your mind, upon the canvas of your mind, images that promote peace, stability, discipline, consistency, right? And God does this because he wants you to live the life of faith. But at the same time, the devil is giving you thoughts, thoughts that are painting a different picture. The devil wants to paint a picture of panic, and confusion, and unrest, and dismay, and dread. Why? Because the devil wants you to live in fear. So God is trying to get you to see a picture that will promote faith, and the devil is trying to get you to see a picture that will promote fear. And you have to decide. You're, this is. Don't blame God for this. Don't blame anybody else. You have to decide. You control your thoughts. You have to decide which thoughts to receive and which ones to reject. You get to decide. And this is why the, the Apostle Paul said, we have the grace to actually take every thought captive and bring it under the obedience of Christ. If it's not like God, I can take control of it. If it's not like God, I don't need to accept it. You have the grace to do this. And it's very important because if uncontrolled, the text says, what's going to happen? It leads to a stronghold. So uncontrolled challenges, um, I mean, uncontrolled and unchallenged thoughts from the enemy are going to paint these ungodly images. And if you allow this process to repeat itself over and over and over again, you know what's going to happen? it can create a stronghold. And these strongholds are very difficult to escape from. It's like being trapped in your own mind. It's like being a prisoner in your own body. The word that Paul used here for stronghold is a Greek word that's the same word used for fortified city. So in biblical times, they used to build these big walls around the city and that was to to keep the inhabitants of the city in and keep them safe and also to keep unwanted people out. Right, so it was. It's a stronghold. It's a fortified wall, a fortified city, and so that's the word that the apostle Paul used for he, the, your mind, your thoughts. He's saying that if you don't check this stuff, if you allow these thoughts to be uncontrolled and unchecked, it's like you're gonna have a wall around your mind, and this is th- these are the strongholds that lead to depression or that lead to addiction. A person that is dealing with depression and fear or is addicted to something like pornography or sexual immorality or gossip or drugs or whatever, is a person that has allowed ungodly thoughts and ungodly images to roam uncontrolled to the point that now they're dealing with a stronghold. They are literally trapped in their own mind. They are bound by their own thoughts. And once you get to this level, it's hard because it's hard for even me. If I'm preaching the word of God to you and this is how you live, it's hard for the word to get over that wall because you have a wall of negativity around your heart and around your mind. Now, here's the good news. If it works that way for negative things, it also works that way for the things of God. So the opposite is also true. Okay, look at me. Look at me. You're like, okay, Brother Pina, preach to me. Godly thoughts can create godly images. And if you repeat that process long enough, then you're going to have a fortified city. You're going to have a wall around your heart. You're going to have a wall around your mind, and it's going to be hard for thoughts from the enemy to get in. At that point, yeah, the world may be freaking out over coronavirus, but you are quick to say that that's not going to happen to me. The world may be freaking out over COVID-19, but you are not moved. You are steadfast, unmovable. You have peace. You are at At rest. You are living your life with a calm in the midst of chaos. Why? Because you have a fortified city around your heart, around your mind. You have this wall, and those negative thoughts can't get in. So let me say it this way if you meditate and you medicate on God's word long enough, there will be a wall of protection around about your heart, around about your mind, and thoughts of fear and doubt and unbelief will have a hard time getting in. And this is how we're supposed to live. And this is what this is the level I want. You to get to where you gonna you believe God. You're a believer, not a doubter. You're meditating and you're meditating on the right things, not the wrong things. Number three, as I close, do you realize how important your thoughts are? Your mind is the control center of your life. Going back to Proverbs four and twenty three, if you can control the way you think, you will be in control of the way you live. But if you don't, your life will be out of control. God has given you the grace to take control of every thought because he wants you to take control of your life. He wants you to live the life of faith. God gave you feelings to enjoy life. Feelings are a blessing when they're under control. You were designed to control your feelings, not to allow your feelings to control you. And then lastly, it's your mind. Look at me. It's your mind. You can tell it what to focus on. You get to control it. It's your mind. Believe it or not, you are actually in control. If you can control the way you think, you will be in control of your life. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I take control of every thought. By taking control of my thoughts, I take control of my life. I tell my mind what to meditate on. I direct my will to make decisions that line up with your purpose for me. I will no longer allow uncontrolled thoughts to lead to uncontrolled feelings. I don't live by feelings. I live by faith. I focus my thoughts on you, Father, and on your word. I enter this day declaring that my mind is alert. My body is awake. My thoughts are sharp and they are also in check. (laughs) My focus is clear. My purpose is before me. My God is with me. Success is inevitable. I am not moved by coronavirus. I refuse to allow negative thoughts to run roughshod over my life. I will never again allow feelings to control me. From this day forward, I tell my feelings how to feel. Living this way, fear has no power over me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. You want my notes from today? Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Subscribe, click on it. You'll get all my notes from uh, from every message in your email inbox on a daily basis. The ones for today are right there on todaysword.org. Go check it out. Enter into this day, determined that you're going to take control of your thoughts so that you can take control of your life, especially in this season. Do me a favor. Please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.